Who's a good sheikh or imam to listen to online? A major challenge for reverts is how to start their journey. Whom to turn to, whom to listen to. In this day and age, the first port of call is so often the internet. Why is this? Well, let us be fair. Barely anyone comes to Islam on a spur-of-the-moment decision. This is not a knee-jerk kind of a deal. Most particularly, those who are looking at Islam through Western eyes and having had a Western education are going to research this decision majorly. Indeed, statistics I recall looking at highlight this. The major catch with this, of course, is that as we know from other experiences of the online world, the internet is not a safe place. Now the truth is, there is absolutely no substitute for real humans. In this case, for an imam, local study circle of pious brothers and sisters, or a learned scholar. On top of that, there are great treasure troves of scholarship that we should really be studying to acquire this knowledge. But how on earth are you meant to find them? How on earth are you meant to know who's good and who's not? She wears hijab. She must be learned. He has a beard and he's wearing Arabic clothing. He must be a good Muslim, right? I don't understand Arabic, so how can I read these great books? Yep, it's a minefield out there. And at this early stage, you really don't know the difference between up and down. So you are going to turn to the internet. You're going to find your way to YouTube and you're going to settle down for a binge fest. Now, I hope, inshallah, to suggest resources that are a good starting point in the journey, ones that help me a great deal, as well as perhaps how to go about putting together a good circle of brothers for the chaps and sisters for the ladies. Yep, you heard that right. Don't get yourself in a sticky situation at the start by mixing your religion and your emotions by learning from the opposite sex, and then falling in love with what is more than likely going to be some sort of forbidden fruit. I've seen that all too often. Just don't go there. Since you are going to be online, let me tell you how I tackled this, and I'm very pleased I did it and do it this way. Inshallah, it will help you. Actually, I think this is not just for newbies, but applies almost completely across the board. A simple test I used, or heuristic if you like, is the following. Is the person you're listening to angry, critical, very political, and importantly, is their manner displeasing to you. I think this is probably the single most important litmus test you can use. From my experience, any of the characteristics above are unlikely to be displayed by someone who really follows Islam. As you read about the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the companions, the great scholars, and just meet genuine real Muslims in the wild, you'll find that they display the opposite characteristics. So if you feel uneasy, you are probably right to. Hindsight shows I basically always was. With one funny exception, that in a future episode I may poke fun of myself over. So what do you do? Move along. Your inner wisdom is serving you with all the signs you need. The internet is not a safe place. Be careful out there. Now I have a little reminder for us all. We have no right to define who is or isn't a Muslim. Remember there is only one judge that you should be concerning yourself with. He is the judge. And he tells us that when the time comes, you are absolutely not going to be caring about someone you watched on YouTube. So remember, if they testify as Muslim, then they are Muslim. Don't get into he's not a good Muslim or worse, classifying someone as kafur, etc. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can look inside hearts, not you. Honestly, it's above your current pay grade and pretty much the majority of the ummah, 
to grade what they are saying as correct or not. There are some obvious things, but a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that our deen is very broad and only a relatively small number of things are haram. My heartfelt advice is just don't go there and leave it to the big boys. At this point, you probably don't know who the big boys are, which means you are absolutely not one of them. There is the saying that a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, and it 100% applies here. Let me put this in a context you may understand. When you finish school, you think you know everything about a subject. And yet when you go to university, you're told that everything you thought you knew was wrong. Now the real learning begins. After your undergraduate studies, you feel like you've mastered the universe until you start postgrad and you realise that you haven't even really scratched the surface. All the way through to being a professor, where you realise how little you really actually know. Our dean is so deep, you have to get this in your head now. So we have a simple heuristic. If it doesn't sit well with you, as in my first point, just move on to someone else. Also, a major common sense point on this is that everyone has something to offer. There are full-bore atheists, secularistas, insert whatever characteristic you feel is very antithetical to Islam, who still have many beneficial things to say that you can learn from. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If so-and-so is Sufi or liberal or Salafi or whatever label you might want to give them, if you want to listen to them and something resonates and is beneficial, take it. What you hear that you're unsure about, don't take it. Don't be silly about this either. Don't swallow everything you hear like a sucker. Think about it. See if other people also say it. See if you can find it in the Quran. See if you can find it in accounts of the Prophet, peace be upon him's life. If you're from a Christian or Jewish background, most of the stuff you're going to hear is going to feel very familiar. You are commanded to think as a Muslim, to use your God-given intellect. Do so. So to wrap up, if you followed the above steps and reminders, you're going to likely manage to steer your way through this stage of your development. Plus, it's always actually going to serve you. So far, that's been my experience anyway. And the final tidbit. You know what I do when I follow the above rules? Is that I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what I find that is good. And if I feel unsettled about something, someone says, I pray that they're rightly guided by the one that controls all matters. I use it as a point to be careful to not backbite. I use it as a reminder to have manners whereby if I have a problem with another brother, I should raise it politely and directly to them in person. I certainly don't comment on the internet and joined in some kind of comment frenzy with the other misguided throngs of internet warriors that frequent those sections. There is not a lot of halal to be found in comment sections. You know that, I know that, we all know that. So don't fall into that trap. Do you really think Abdul7863 is going to change his life because of your pithy comment? Come on now. If something or someone has upset me in my deen by what they said, firstly, I give them the benefit of the doubt, that I probably misunderstood. Then I ask someone, in real life, a real human that I trust, personally, face to face, who knows more than me to clarify. Finally, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides them and me to what is right for us in this life and the next. I say Amin and I get on with my life.